How about this? The S&P finishes the week at the highest level since August. It's in bull market territory. Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. You can hear Money Talk with Dave and his team 10 o'clock Saturdays here on WTMJ. Hey, Spano, thanks for being with us. Crazy. Bull market. Can you believe that from where we were? Yeah. I I can't. So officially bull market from October began yesterday. Uh, tell, Tell us what that means. First, what's the definition of bull market? And then give us some perspective on what this means. So really, when we talk about bear and bull market, it's in percentage of where it was, so trough to peak. And so we troughed out in October, and where we are today from that point is 20% up, and that's generally regarded as a bull market. And inverse of that, if from your peak to your trough, if it's in excess of 20%, John, then you get a bear market. So uh, so we were down uh, at 20% lower in October. We're 20% higher today, calling it a new bear market. It still may be a head fake, but you look at all of the negative news that is out here, and you can see the rally that we're having is has really been pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Hey, Dave, uh, tech stocks have started to rebound a little bit, too. I think we've kind of seen it all over the case, but is there something specific that's driving that? Yeah, really, really what we're talking about, Greg, is the AI revolution. And that really started probably uh, early this year when the tech stocks really began to rally. And, and it's interesting, we talk about the S&P 500 and the move that it's had and where we are. Really, the top 10 stocks represent maybe between 90 and 100% of the gain that we're talking about of this 20% gain. Apple, Amazon, NVIDIA, the rest, those top 10 stocks are really pushing everything forward. If you strip those top 10 stocks out, the other 490 have been relatively flat. So no doubt about it, the AI revolution has moved a lot of those stocks and potentially could move them more yet. But I think Greg raises an interesting question, Dave, and it ties in another one that I had. How come the NASDAQ isn't back in bull market territory? Yeah, well, we're looking right now at a beginning of what we're starting to see in small caps. And so you look at what is happening, what we call the triple Qs, which is the NASDAQ. It's starting to move, and in, in some of those stocks uh, are, are in both of those indices. But right now we're starting to see that move. In fact, we're starting to see some positive movement. And we talk about small caps and large caps. Sometimes people f- forget what that means. Large capitalization, the largest companies in the country, there's mid-cap, mid-capitalization, and small cap, the smaller companies that are publicly traded. Those are starting to move as well. So we're starting to see the big names begin to move. And generally, either you're going to see the smaller and mid-cap names and the rest of the S&P 500 catch up, or possibly those names are going to have some some air taken out and they're going to come back down to reality. We don't really know what's going to happen yet, but we're going to have to watch it closely, especially as we move into next week. Big news next week, guys, where uh, the Federal Reserve is going to get together and it may be the pause that we've all been waiting for. And Dave, what is your opinion on finally getting the debt ceiling settled last week and how that's well, affected? Yeah, you'll remember I said it could be a big nothing burger, and it really was. I mean, just it's political brinkmanship. We thought that was going to happen. And, of course, all they really did is, you know, if you look at both sides who who, who took, a, took a victory lap, probably means that it wasn't a very good deal. Or uh, you can see what is happening in, in the idea of the debt ceiling being kicked 
past the next election, November 2024, into 25. That's the real deal. So uh, we did think it was going to pass without much ado. There, you know, the, there was certainly a lot of uh, very politically motivated people who said the world was going to end. Uh, we tried to tell our clients and your listeners that wasn't going to be the case. So the debt ceiling uh, going getting behind us is a big deal. We're going to look to next week. The Federal Reserve, you know, they've been raising rates now for a significant amount of time. The fastest rate raises we've probably seen in modern history. History, uh, may come to a pause, and then we're going to have to look to July to say, did the inflation numbers begin to calm down? But that's going to be a tricky move because at the very same time that that's happening, OPEC is cutting its production, which is going to push oil prices up, which is part of the inflation argument. Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. So, Dave, to your point, markets are pricing in kind of like a 70 75% chance of a pause coming up at the June meeting. What does that mean, markets are pricing that in? So you start to see the, how the market begins to react on news. It's really when the market doesn't see something coming. So, for example, if, if the entire market, air quotes, radio quotes here, the entire market thinks that this is going to happen, it begins to price in where interest rates are going to go. Now, for some reason, if the Federal Reserve surprises the market, uh, you're going to see a violent move one way or another uh, and the fact that they're going to raise rates. But they've been really good, especially this Fed chairman, about telegraphing what they're going to do. So we don't expect uh, a shocker uh, next week, Wednesday. We think they're going to pause and then look at the data again in July because you have to remember inflation is the rate of change, and people forget that. And so uh, you know, you have to remember you know, where we were, and as these inflation numbers get compared to last year's numbers, it begins to slow down. So there's a lot of stuff happening in the background, but it's really important to make sure that you're not trying to time the market because that can get pretty tricky. Are all three indices in the green since January 1st, Dave? They, they are, but you have to look at you know how they begin to move. And again, as it goes back to Greg's question, John, is if you strip out those top 10 names, it's really kind of a flattish market. And so that's why we need to go through and not just blindly buy the indices, but go through and, and make sure you know what you own and why it's in your portfolio in the first place. And then, of course, all at the same time, guys, you've got this geopolitical risk. Obviously, uh, we're watching uh, the Russia-Ukraine conflict, and at the same time, Taiwan and China. Is, don't forget about that. Uh, and we can see every day there's more news. You saw the news, the news uh, with China and Cuba just the other day. So uh, there's certainly a lot of geopolitical risk as well. So I would tread carefully uh, through here, and at the same time, you can get a really good rate on a treasury. Four and a half percent on short-term treasuries is a phenomenal rate as you see all this uncertainty. All right, Dave, uh, one of the reasons I'm with Annex is because you guys are a fiduciary, and that matters to me. Explain to people what a fiduciary means. Yeah, so the, to be a fiduciary is a standard of care. In in the financial services world, there's really two standards of care. One is what's called suitability. Suitability means it was the client suitable to that recommenda recommendation at that time. Uh, a fiduciary means they have to act in your best interest all of the time. And so we're starting to see that that, that term that you know we've thrown out there for a long time, 20 years plus, to find someone who is always acting in your best interest. And it just seems like that would be 
be logical. And in fact, sometimes there's even there's even a bifurcation of that term. Some people are a fiduciary some of the time. In other words, they'll act they'll act in in your interest some of the time, but then they'll recommend a product that pays them commission. So uh, you have to find someone who is a fee only fiduciary and not only a fiduciary part of the time. So there's no question that finding someone who's going to act in your best interest is something that you want to do. And it's not just about investments, guys. It's really about the financial planning part to make sure that you're rebalancing in times like this, that you're you're looking at your risk tolerance, that you're making sure that you don't have high cost products in in your portfolio. And most importantly, are you going to be able to get to where you want to go, which is retirement and have your money replace your paycheck? Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Money Talk, 10 o'clock on Saturdays. Have a great weekend, Dave. Yeah, you too. We'll, we'll talk to you and enjoy the beautiful weather.